We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have like a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. And welcome to the Uncontested Post-Game Podcast. I'm your host this afternoon, Jacob, a.k.a. The Thunder Mob. Let's talk about this Thunder vs. Philadelphia game that literally had me on the side of my seat. Crazy game. Thunder end up winning 117-115 to thanks to none other than Paul George. Completely came in and saved the game for the Oklahoma City Thunder tonight. Um, let's just go ahead and dive right into it. Thunder back in the win column. After a really, really ugly stretch of games with losses to the Lakers, losses to Atlanta. You know, they had beat San Antonio, but before that, lost to San Antonio, Minnesota, and Washington. Just a really bad stretch of basketball where the Thunder were playing uh, piss-poor defense. I think that's the that's the nicest way to put it playing piss-poor defense. The offense had started to click. But they just weren't defending anybody. They came out in Philly tonight, and even though the Thunder did everything they could to give away this game in the in the waning moments of the game of the fourth quarter, Paul George says, I'm not having that shit, hits an and-one three to finish the game, get the Thunder the win. It's nice to get back in the win column. The, the West is incredibly competitive. We've talked about this all season. The Thunder were actually de- slipped down into fourth place, even though they had one loss, one less loss than Portland. Portland's played more games, has more wins. And so the Thunder had actually slipped down to fourth place in the West, and Portland had overtaken the three seed. And so the Thunder were playing this game as the fourth seed in the West, which is, you know, up and basically since that, that rough stretch to start the season, uh, the Thunder haven't been any lower than third. So it was nice to see them come out 
and and get a win. Few topics I want to talk about before we take some Twitter questions. First off, I want to touch on the bad bench play because the Thunder bench was uh, at best like poor today, especially defensively. So bench players, the the five bench players that got minutes, Hamadou Diallo played four minutes. They were all in the second quarter in the first half. He did not see the court again. In the in the second half, Paul George actually started the fourth quarter, and then they brought Terrence Ferguson back in for Paul, and so they they didn't go deeper into the bench and pull out like a, a Timotei Luwawu Cabarro or you know uh, a Raymond Felton or somebody like that. Instead, they just they just went nine deep in the second half because Diallo. Everyone talks about a rookie wall. If there is such a thing, Diallo smacked right into it. He his and it it wasn't just the fact that he airballed a shot today. It was his defense. It was he was lost defensively. He was leaving his man. He was going to double in one place and giving up wide open threes in another. And he just he struggled. And he's been struggling. And I I don't know how many more minutes Diallo is going to get moving forward because of how much he struggled. I think when Abrinus gets back, which there's signs to tell us that maybe Abrinus is, is going to be back relatively soon. He's been traveling with the team. He's been at practice. He's been at, at pregame shoot-arounds and warm-ups. And so I think all of those are good signs. When Abrinus gets back, I wonder if Diallo loses his minutes and, and Ferguson and Abdul Nader are the ones to kind of absorb those bench wing minutes until maybe the Thunder try to get a wing at the trade deadline. That that would make a little bit of sense. Maybe, maybe Andre Robertson comes back this year uh, and it stabilizes that wing rotation a bit. I'm very high on Hamadou Diallo as far as his future, his basketball future. I think he's got a lot of tools. I think he's... An, an elite athlete in a league where the elite athletes of the world play. I think he's the upper echelon top tier athlete in the NBA, but he's, he's young and just not playing well at all right now. So Diallo, not a good night. Nader, seven minutes, three points on only one of two shooting. He missed a left-handed layup. He did hit a corner three off a great pass from Paul George though. And, Nader was a minus five on the night. Nerlens Noel, 12 minutes. You maybe want to see Nerlens get a little more minutes, but you could very clearly tell that the Thunder had made a decision tonight that whenever Joel Embiid was on the court, Stephen Adams would be on the court. When Embiid came off, then Nerlens Noel could come in and play. But the Thunder wanted Stephen Adams' pick-and-roll coverage, Stephen Adams' physicality in there while Embiid was in there. So... Noel only gets 12 minutes. He has four points and one rebound. He missed both of his field goals. Sorry, I'm looking at the wrong stat line. He made both of his field goals. That wouldn't have made sense unless he shot a lot of free throws. Noel, a plus 16 on the night. Um, That's a little inflated. It's not like Noel just played like a crazy good game. It was the fact that Noel was in there when Joel Embiid was not. You know, Joel Embiid was from those numbers will tell you a plus 16 on the court tonight. Joel had a great game 
Uh, he's a handful. I thought Steven Adams did great with him. But Nerlens Noel, pretty decent evening. Patterson, uh, 14 minutes, no points, an assist, a rebound. Um, Patterson was a team worst, minus 23. Very poor game from him tonight. And then down to Dennis Schroeder. And it's it's hard to gauge. Schroeder played 25 minutes. 21 points on 8 of 18 shooting, 2 assists, 4 rebounds. He was 3 of 5 from 3. Schroeder, I thought, could have got his teammates involved more. The The ball stuck with him a lot in the second half. Uh, Schroeder also was the reason why the Thunder had a had that 9-point that lead going into the 4th and then it quickly evaporated. J.J. Redick just made him look dumb. Just made him look like a fool. Schroeder just could not defend. He Schroeder got tons of buckets. You know, 21 points is is a very good amount of points for this team. It was much needed, but he was he was hemorrhaging some on the other end. So you hope Schroeder can get get back to playing quality defense. But speaking of the bench, Schroeder did not play down the stretch in the fourth quarter for the second straight game because Terrence Ferguson got those duties because of his defense. So that that's going to transition me into talking about the defense tonight. Uh, the Thunder defense was not great. They gave up, what I say, 115 points to Philadelphia. Uh, that's a lot. Philly shots 47% from the field. That's a lot. Philly had 28 turnovers. Or sorry, 28 assists. That's a lot. Uh, they shot 34% from the three-point line. This is where I think the Thunder defense was good. So they held them to 34% from the three-point line. But if you look at it by the half, the second half, Philly shot three of nine. That means that 23 of Philly's three-point field goal attempts came in the first half, only nine in the second half. I thought the Thunder did a tremendous job uh, aggressively defending the perimeter, getting guys off the three-point line, and and limiting their three-point shots. So Philly shoots 33.3% from the th- from the three-point line in the second half. Like 33.3% defensively from three is good, but it's those nine attempts that's that's really remarkable. That's the sign of good defense. Is you didn't give them airspace. The Thunder just kind of smothered JJ Redick in that second half. And anytime he would come off that that high screen where Joel Embiid would have the ball and they'd run like a dribble handoff screen and Reddick would come off and try to fire, he had guys in his face every single time. The, the Thunder did a really good job of, of contesting him, of not letting him get off shots in that second half. And, and that was a huge part of why they, they got this win was because I thought the three-point defense was really good. Thunder... Uh, Forced 17 Philly turnovers. Uh, that's also a really good number. Um, but the Thunder did foul 24 times. Not good. Those 24 fouls led to 39 trips, 39 attempts at the at the free throw line for Philadelphia. Luckily, they shot only 72%. This leads me into the free throw conversation. Philly, 28 of 39, 72%. That's a lot of freaking free throws. It, that's like playing James Harden. They got 40 free throw attempts tonight. Thunder went 23 of 26, 89% from the, f- from the free throw line tonight. It's not what we're accustomed to seeing from this team. Very, very nice. And 
I think the only person that missed a free throw tonight, let me check to make sure on this, yeah, was Russell Westbrook, 4 of 7. George went 11 of 11. Grant went 6 of 6. Schroeder went 2 of 2. Nobody else shot free throws. Russ's were frustrating. He did hit the two most important ones late. Paul George lived at the free throw line, 11 attempts, made all 11. That is elite. So you, get, you have to be very, very happy with the Thunder's performance at the free throw line tonight. That's maybe what won them the game, although it is frustrating that the opponent took 13 more free throws than the Thunder. That's, that's a pretty big discrepancy. Uh, the Thunder took 66%, um, well, two-thirds of, of the free throws that Philly took. That's a pretty big gap. That is a pretty big gap, a 33% gap. In, in free throw attempts is, is pretty large. But good performance from the Thunder from the free throw line tonight. Hey, good also good performance from the Thunder from the three-point line tonight at 39%. The Thunder are shooting the hell out of the ball recently. Schroeder went three of five from three tonight. Russell Westbrook went one of six. That really tanks that percentage because George was four of nine. Ferg was three of six. Grant was 0 of three. Terrence Ferguson, 50% from the three-point line again on six attempts. I tweeted out from my Thunder Mob account before the game today that since Christmas, Ferguson shooting 45% from three on like six attempts a game, four attempts a game. I think it was four and a half attempts a game. That number just keeps going up after that Los Angeles Lakers game, after this game. Ferguson is a legitimate shooter. Now, is he going to be like a 42% shooter in the league? Probably not. He's on a hot streak right now. Those tend to, to balance out. But I think Ferguson is going to be a legit 37, 38, 39% three-point shooter. He's shooting them with confidence. He's not hesitating. He's catching and firing. He's finding himself open. And I think the most important thing and the thing that tells you he's a good shooter are that his teammates are looking for him. Russell Westbrook is looking for Ferg at the three-point line. Paul George is looking for Ferg at the three-point line. They have confidence in him. And you got to think that gives the 20-year-old a lot of confidence as well. If, if Ferg can continue shooting well, uh, Jeremy Grant's come back down a little bit to reality. If Paul can continue shooting well, Schroeder's been decent. And if they can get a bring us back, this team does have some pretty decent shooters. So that's pretty encouraging. Last thing I want to talk about before we get to some Twitter questions, just the balance of, of the starting five. So the starting five tonight, uh, they all played 30-plus minutes. Ferg played 29, so almost 30. They all had 10 or more points. The, the lowest scorer was Jeremy Grant with 10. The highest scorer was Paul George with 31. They all registered an assist. Grant with one, Ferg with two, Adams with three, George with five, Russell, Russell with six. They were all rebounding well. The lowest rebound total of that starting lineup was three by Terrence Ferguson. Every starter got a steal. And three, uh, two, two starters got blocks. Every starter was a plus minus except Steve, who was a minus 14. Again, Steve played every minute of his time on the court, um, was, was paired with Joel Embiid tonight. 
Like there was never a moment that when Joel was on the court and Steve wasn't. Joel is a handful. Steve, Steve did did a, I thought did a good job, and Joel still uh, just kind of went off. Embiid had where's the stat line? Eleven of nineteen, thirty-one points, six assists, eight rebounds. Uh, Steve worked hard. He worked hard, uh, but Embiid's just really good. But I thought the starters played really well tonight. It was the bench that kind of struggled down the stretch. Uh, start of the second quarter, start of the fourth quarter, the bench lets Philadelphia back into the game. All right, let's get to some Twitter questions. We have we have a few here. So let's start off with... Sorry, this is bad podcasting. I'm just going through the Twitter feed. From your favorite drunkle. Is that a drunk uncle? I think it is. I like that handle. Uh at not the dad very nice what do the thunder have to do for the refs to actually like them again oh, that's a good question drunkle i've heard sexual favors help um probably not yelling at the refs like russ and pg do constantly um that might help a little bit i'm not sure uh, the refs just don't like this team apparently though next one from fellow uncontested member Boomtown at Boomtown RW asks, give me a simile or metaphor for what it was like for Philly to take the lead only to have it crushed by Paul. For example, on Game of Thrones, it's like seeing Melisandre butt-ass naked, but then she takes off the enchantment and she's old. She's an old saggy woman. Um, this is good. This is good. Uh, so my first thought went to Game of Thrones as well in the fight between the viper and the mountain when it looked like the viper had it won and then the mountain like tripped him and grabbed him and smashed his skull in on itself. It's kind of what it felt like. It felt like Philly had it won and like cut our, cut our Achilles tendon and we were down and we were going to die. And then Paul just kind of grabbed their skull and crushed it. So I think that's probably the metaphor I would go with. Uh, sorry to still another game of Thrones one, but game of Thrones is kind of, kind of what I'm well versed in. Uh, from Trip Dub Russ number zero at Glover McFly underscore OKC. What is happening to Russell Westbrook's shot? He hasn't been the same after surgery. Yet he's still not shooting the ball great. He that mid range little cotton shot that he has just hasn't been on lately. I think what's even more kind of worrisome about him is uh the explosion at the rim and the finishing. He's been blocked a lot. He's missed a lot of layups. I I don't think that Russ is like, you know, lost a ton of athleticism and is on the decline and, you know, he's going to be awful. I think part of it is he's struggling to get into a rhythm. He's trying to force it a bit. And a lot of it like becomes psychological and mental. And I know that's weird to say about a guy like Russ, but, I, that honestly wouldn't surprise me. Um, let's see if we can find any more. Okay, so Thunder underscore Thunder at Never Never Lose says, please talk about Russ constantly stupid, constantly shooting stupid threes, shooting in the important final minutes. Cannot stand it anymore. Hey, he's a confident dude. Like the shots, sometimes the shots are bad. Obviously, we all know that. Sometimes the shots are bad. They're ill-advised. I don't think 
it comes from a malicious place. I think Russ just wants to win, and he feels like him shooting that three is is a good chance for them to win. Now, he shot it late tonight uh, with like a minute, minute and a half left. Missed, got it back, shot it, missed, got it back. Had a, Had another look, fired it over to Ferguson instead, who hit, right? We saw Russ... And was it the Lakers game or was it a different game? Uh, it was the San Antonio game where he had a wide open look, uh, just wide open from three late, purged it, didn't shoot it, kicked it over to Ferguson instead. So that was that was a really good sign as well. Um, so I think he's learning. I think sometimes it's just like it's really, really hard. You know, it's it's kind of like so I know that eating out is bad. And I'm trying to lose weight. So I like, I go to the gym and I work hard and I try to eat at home. And so like some, you know, one day I'll find myself at like Raisin Cane's or Chick-fil-A and I'll eat it. And it's really, really freaking good. And I'm like, dude, I can't do this anymore. Like I got to quit eating out. It's not good for me. And then, so I'll purge it and I'll go like a week or a week and a half or two weeks without eating out. And then I'll relapse and I'll go back and I'll end up at Qdoba with like a, a brisket quesadilla and chips and queso and a Coke. And I eat it, and then I'm like, oh, gosh, like it was good, but I can't do it again. Like I can't do it again. It's kind of like Russ with those late game threes. Like he takes them, and then he realizes like I can't do it. I got to stop. I got to stop. But then he doesn't stop. You know, he purges it for a while, but they always creep back. So it's kind of like kind of like Russ's threes. Uh, that might have been a bad example. But those are all the Twitter questions. Thank you guys so much for sending those in. I love answering your Twitter questions. Let's go ahead and bump some outro music and get out of here. Thunder coming up Monday night. Actually, Monday afternoon. Sorry. Monday morning, 1130 a.m. our time, central time. The Thunder play the New York Knicks in a Martin Luther King matinee. They then have a back-to-back. They come home the next night and play Portland. And then Thursday night, they again, at home, they have the Pelicans, who look to be without Anthony Davis. The sprained finger, I think. So three games coming up for the Thunder, two of them very winnable. You would hope that they go up to New York, get a dub, come back the next night at home against Portland. They played well against Portland the last time. You'd hope they come back home, lock in defensively, get a win there, and then against the Pelicans. So hopefully this is a stretch where they can get back on track. We will see. Thank you guys for tuning in. We really appreciate you checking out these post-game podcasts. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at the underscore uncontested. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to your pods, and we will see you guys Monday afternoon. Thunder up. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, 
we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.